Titanfall, the fan-favorite first-person mech-based shooter that put Respawn Entertainment on the map, has been plagued by hacking and DDoS attacks of its servers for years. With an understaffed support team, will the hacks ever stop? Also, we get some small surprise updates on Final Fantasy 16. How long will fans have to wait to know even more? Find out on The Daily Reset. Good morning, gamers, and welcome to The Daily Reset, brought to you by The Emergent Gamer. Subscribe and tune in every morning to get all the biggest news stories as you start your day. We're on all major podcast platforms, and we also upload our shows to our YouTube channel if you like to listen there. Let's get you caught up from the weekend. I'm Trip Zero, and this is your news for July 12th, 2021. News started circulating this past weekend that Respawn Entertainment, developers of the hugely popular battle royale shooter Apex Legends, only has about one or two people still supporting its previous franchise, Titanfall. This info came from a YouTube live stream about two weeks ago, but let me set the story up for you and why it's being talked about now. While the level of support being reported on is extremely common, especially with a seven-year-old release, it's becoming news due to the long-running and little-addressed server hacking and DDoSing of both games over the years. While Titanfall 2 at least has a single-player campaign that can be played without server connection, Titanfall 1 is entirely online, meaning that when the hacking is bad, players cannot play the game at all. This has persisted over the years in waves, on all consoles and platforms, and is blamed on Respawn's vulnerable servers which have apparently never been patched to deal with this level of DDoSing. After upticks in attacks in April, this was addressed by Respawn's community coordinator Jason Garza. Garza does a morning tea with Jason livestream on YouTube, and on the June 28th episode, he responded to a comment in his chat that said the community feels abandoned, and he talked candidly about the situation. Here's what he said. You're not abandoned. It's a game of whack-a-mole with us. And the thing is, we don't... I stopped discussing about that stuff because because we're trying to we can't all like and the thing is i don't want to say we're working on it because yeah we are working on it but it just becomes like you can only hear that for so many times before it becomes it becomes useless type of deal but we are working on it it's just that we can't say what we're doing and stuff like that it's just that because now, now it's a different type of game with this, the with these people who DDoS and stuff like that, and blacklist and things like that. So it's like we can't telegraph our moves. We can't say that what we're doing or if we're, the all, all I could say is we're working on it, and that's that's the reason why I stopped talking about things like that. And you guys aren't the Timefall community is not forgotten or or abandoned or anything like that. We're still working on it. It just we can't telegraph our moves and. And um, and the thing is, like, we only have like one or two people on it because the rest, everybody else, is on Apex. So, so don't feel bad. It, it is something we do work on. It's just that 
these things take time. We can't just press a button and everything's fixed magically. Over the July 4th weekend, Apex Legends became a victim of hacking as well. Trying to launch any of the game's play modes was impossible, and the only option players had to interact with was a playlist icon that had its text changed to SaveTitanfall.com. While the website owners deny involvement, the anonymous hackers said they did it to draw attention to the ongoing Titanfall server problems. Ryan K. Rigney, director of communications at Respawn, tweeted on July 6th that the attack only really served to get a bunch of devs working on a holiday weekend and that Respawn is very aware of the DDoSing. He also linked to two previous statements about it from May and June, respectively. It's no doubt that the discovery of the size of the Titanfall support teams is adding fuel to this fire. Players are stressed that they cannot at times play their game, and the devs at Respawn are stressed from fighting a seemingly uphill battle while understaffed as the studio focuses the vast majority of its attention on the franchise that's bringing in the most money. Hopefully, a solution to the DDoSing is implemented soon. On Friday, Final Fantasy XIV aired its seventh 14-hour broadcast event. Members of the dev and management teams provided insight and updates to the games during these broadcasts, usually answering questions and hinting at future content and expansions to come. There is a lot going on in the world of Final Fantasy XIV, with its Endwalker expansion coming in November, and the news in early June that it has a more active player population than World of Warcraft, with 2.49 million players. While there is a lot to be excited about with the new online multiplayer game, there was a segment in the broadcast that gave fans of the series as a whole a tiny glimpse into where the next entry in the franchise, Final Fantasy XVI, is in development. Since much of the broadcast was discussing the recent collaboration with other Square Enix game Nier Automata, that game's director Yoko Taro was also on the show, and during a segment with questions to him, Taro was asked what project he'd like to work on next with Final Fantasy XIV producer Naoki Yoshida, also known as Yoshi P. Taro said that he wanted to write the scenario for Final Fantasy XVI. They bantered back and forth for a few minutes in what was clearly a bit, but this was absolutely Square Enix communicating some updates about production to fans of the series who are hungry for more after the game was announced this past September in a four-minute trailer. So, what did we learn? Well, the bit about the scenario led to Yoshi P stating that not only were the scenarios all done, but that the English voice dub is nearly finished. As the Japanese voicing would be done first, this is a much larger step of the production to have been completed than most thought. We also probably won't see more of the game until at least 2022. Yoshi P continued to talk about how they are working to reach an impressive standard of quality before showing more of the game outside of that first trailer. Graphics are being improved, the battle system is being improved, along with many aspects of the game not revealed at all yet. He hopes that they will reach this standard of quality by Tokyo Game Show 2021, but he doesn't think he'll make it. That's going to be it for Monday, July 12, 2021. Subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get up to speed in the gaming world every morning with me, your host, Trip Zero. And be sure to find and listen to our main show, The Emergent Gamer Podcast, live on twitch.tv slash emergent underscore gamer on Wednesday nights, and then on podcast services the next day. Get the news with me, 
and hear the in-depth discussion with the rest of us. I'll see you tomorrow.